I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Ghana. He was first awarded as MVP in 2023. He's a software developer, video game enthusiast, and a community advocate. Uh, you can find links to his bio and social media in the show notes for this episode. Welcome to the show, Sylvester. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Tell me, before we, we get into your journey of becoming an MVP and getting involved in Microsoft technologies, tell me about food, family, and fun. <laughs> what do they Good. mean to you? Yeah. Family first. Uh, uh, my family is everything. Um, I'm a father of two, a very beautiful daughter and a young man. And uh, I got married recently, I think, uh, this beginning this year. So, yeah, my family resides in Togo. Uh, I've, I was born in Togo, so raised in Togo. I went to school, education, everything in Togo before. I moved to Ghana somewhere around 2010, 2011. And uh, my father is originally from Ghana, but uh, he also lived this most part of his life in Togo before relocating because of work to Ghana. So after my studies, um, I have to also just follow his footsteps, being close to him. You know, in our culture, it's very important for the young man to be close to his father, to learn and, you know, to get some values from him. So uh, I decided to also follow that footstep and with my little brother we are all living in ghana now but we have some of our family in the world about food <laughs> i love a lot of continental dishes and i'm not too much in uh, you know our local dishes here i do very little of the local dishes so <laughs> more of the rice kind of stuff spaghetti kind of stuff and you know all the jollof that comes with it and all that. <laughs> and uh, for fun, yeah, for fun, video games, yeah. I love video games. I play a lot of video games. And uh, if I'm not before any screen or any computer, I do football. I play football. I play soccer. Then I do a little bit of swimming and I love also traveling. How big is football in your culture? Well, uh, most of the young guys here, you know. In Is it the Af main sport? Well, in Africa, in the part of our region, it's, it's mostly football because 
uh, every young guy that you meet around, they play football. And, you know, my early days, my young, younger age, on, in my younger age, most of the thing that we always gather to do is to play football. So after school, uh, the only thing that you can think of is to play football. So I've grown with that culture, you know, everywhere I go, any environment I find myself, I try to find a pitch. I try to find people that play football so that whenever I'm not doing any of the core stuff that I'm doing, work-related or maybe playing video game, I'm on a field playing football. Yeah. Wow, that, that that's interesting. And on the video game side, like what's your number one go-to game? It's FIFA. Of all FIFA. time, of all time, not just oh. recent, but all time. <laughs> it's FIFA, football, FIFA, FIFA. <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. right? Wow. So you play football? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. So tell me, how did you get into IT? How did you, and particularly, how did you get into Microsoft land? Like, where did you discover it? How did it all of a sudden be something you came aware of and pursued as part of your career? From the beginning, to be honest, uh, IT was not really my thing. I saw myself growing to be uh, a pilot. You know, I, I'm always intrigued by airplane, you know, how to move those big engines and all that. But somewhere along the line, uh, I have an uncle in Germany, uh, Mr. Kapo Kofi Emanuel. Uh, he was a software developer. He moved to Germany. He was a software developer and he was a Java certified developer. So whenever he comes back, you know, I was in primary back then. So whenever he comes back, uh, he often tell me about technology, Google and all that, you know. So somewhere, uh, I grew, I finished my education and I moved to Ghana. So this is the time where most of us, we are looking for some orientation, something to do. So we don't know, we just follow the trend. So when, whenever your friend is doing something, we all want to do it. And back then, I think I remember, uh, is we have civil engineering. So all of us, you know, that, uh, completed school were gearing towards the civil engineering course because, well, all your buddies that you went to school with, you play football with, all of them are doing civil engineering. So when they asked me, the first thing that came to mind was civil engineering. But when I moved to Ghana, uh, because my father, his line of work is, he mostly work with air conditions and all that. So he has access to people's office and he grew uh, that, um, that keen interest in, computers because when you see people processing documents and all that then he was like one of those days he came back and was like I'm not interested about IT you know computers whenever I see people doing using computers to do things it makes me feel like you should try one of those things and yeah that's how come it wasn't really something that I I was so much into but well I just decided to do it for the old man and uh, trust me, that was the best decision ever. And especially on the Microsoft stack, yeah. On the Microsoft stack, I, I happened to meet uh, a man, Abu Konde. Uh, he was the first MVP in Ghana. Uh, he, he was my teacher back then when I went to school. I went to IPMC. So back then I was offering uh, hardware networking and I was also doing software engineering. So he was my teacher from the hardware networking side. And 
we grew close because he speaks French and I also speak French. So for one reason or other, he trusted me to do some of the errand and we grew very close. And I noticed that everything that Abu does is mostly Microsoft. He's your Microsoft guy to go to. So uh, it was contagious because I was always with him. So I learned, I learned how to also pick that interest in Microsoft technology. And since that day, I, I really got stuck and that kept me going. So, so how did you though come? So in that journey, then how did you get, cause like Microsoft's big, right? There's a lot of areas that you can be in. You can be on the infrastructure side of things. You can be, you know, in Azure M365. How did you come to the power platform and Dynamics? Okay, so that's where my actual company come to play. So uh, because I was close to Abu, you know, sometimes uh, in our part of the world, we also work with a lot of recommendations. So it's not just you go and drop a CV, but, you know, there's uh, there's some soft skill that need to come with your CV that makes sure an employee want to take the gamble of employing you. So uh, because of Abu line of work, he happened to has a lot of connections. He knows a lot of people in the IT space because uh, he was also one of the few people that was very much uh, certified on the Microsoft stack. So he has a lot of certifications. So he knows a lot of people. So one of those days we had a conversation and he just pointed me like, what am I doing? Even prior to that, after I finished my uh, level 100, at IPMC, I was offered to be a teacher because they, they find me to be brilliant. I was doing well with software coding and all that. So they saw my enthusiasm and they wanted to offer me a job. Then I had to decline it because um, there were some factors that didn't play well with my situation at the time. So Abu told me that I should just hold on. He will find something for me. So he talked to another person uh, who is actually the MD, the Director of Operation of Microsoft ICT Solution, where I'm working actually. He's the CEO. And he, the man called me one of those days and asked me if I'm interested in a project that he's trying to, you know, build. I was like, okay, because I didn't really have uh, any real work experience per se in the corporate world. So I just decided to follow him. So he gave me the tools. He introduced me to uh, Dynamics business application. So he introduced me to Dynamic 365, uh, customer engagement, so customer service, sales, marketing, the, that whole stack. Then later on, I happened to notice a power platform that came a little bit after I joined them. So that's how come I got to know about Microsoft and especially the business application side. In your years of, of working in this space, do you do you have a favorite product? Do you have a favorite Dynamics product? Do you have a favorite one of the, you know, whether it's Power Apps, Power Automate, Power BI, you know, where where, where do you excel in and what, what technology do you like the best inside Biz Apps? Okay. Uh, I started my journey with Dynamic 365 for sales. Uh, yes, sales. So uh, I had to, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time. One good thing that I 
actually feel uh, very thankful, grateful to my companies that uh, they gave me ample time to learn because uh, back then in the company, there was absolutely no one who was in charge of business solutions. So it looks like they put me in a container, I'm alone, then I just have to thrive. And they give me a lot of time to be able to learn at my own pace, make sure I understand the technology. So I spent a lot of time with Dynamic 365 Sales, uh, learn how to even create, uh, try to adjust some of the processes to our processes in Ghana here, even the tax component to make sure we align the tax component to the Ghanaian kind of thing. So it was a bit difficult because I don't, I didn't really understand the platform. That's my first time. Then I moved to customer service. So customer service really got interesting because sales was kind of a bit difficult to understand how to move from maybe leads to opportunities, bring opportunities to quote, you know, that whole business process flow. It was something very difficult for me to grasp. But with customer service, I got to understand that, okay, uh, every customer that you have may raise a ticket against a particular product. You need to manage all those tickets as cases. You need to route them and, uh, I think one thing that actually also got me promotion was that I was able to uh, build a power apps portal, uh, not a power app, but a CRM portal back then uh, for customer self-service. Exactly. Customer self-service, though, I was able to build it and to even allow some customer to sign in and raise tickets, check their ticket status and all that. And I felt very, you know, the interest really picked up from there. And I think a year later on, uh, Power Apps, I got to know Power Apps. I think Power Apps was in the system since 2016, but I was more focused on uh, Dynamic 365. And we needed the solution that could easily respond to our market because of the price component. It's difficult for some company to buy Dynamic 365 here. So they were looking for something that is very affordable and very easily customizable and all that. So that makes us as a company shift our focus a little bit from the biz app in general to the power platform. So that's how my journey started with power platform. And since then, uh, we've done so, so many lovely and nice stuff on the power platform. And so when you, if you had a new customer today and they wanted to build a solution that was quite sophisticated. Let's say it was, you know, for a government department for um, managing uh, feedback from the public. What what technology would you use when you think about that? What, what do you think would be the right fit? What questions would you want to ask? Okay. Uh, first, we really need to understand the process, what the, what the feedback is for. Because sometimes one thing that I notice with customers is that uh, they want to automate some processes, but some of those processes, uh, uh, they are, let me say, rudimentary. So they need to be optimized first. So we need to make sure that, well, you want to automate the process, but internally, have you optimized the process? Is there a way you think of doing the process in a uh, in a more efficient way? We understand that first, so we gather the business requirement. We understand what they want to do, and 
from there, we sit with the team and see, okay, what is the best way? But looking at the scenario that you presented, uh, for a government institution that wants to take feedback from the public, that means anybody that, w- that is supposed to actually respond to the feedback or to the survey is supposed to respond anonymously because we can't really, they don't, they can't be authenticated. So I would definitely go for forms or maybe in case they want to do something wilder, we can go for a customer voice. Awesome. Okay. So you're, you're across those type of products as well as an, as in part of your tool, tool set. When it comes to, to building power apps, I, is your focus more on model-driven or more on the Canvas app side of things? Uh, more on the Canvas app, but I have intensive experience also with the model-driven because I started with Dynamic 365, and so I was exposed to back then common data services that became later on Dataverse. So uh, I have a little experience with model-driven apps. But in our scenario, uh, most of the app we build is basically Canvas app. Interesting. How did you become an MVP? What was that journey for you? Good. Uh, I think uh, until 2015, 2016, I didn't really know anything about MVPs, even though I read blogs and stuff. I feel MVP is just a title, kind of title that they give to people um, in some companies. So till then, I didn't really know it was an award. I feel more maybe it's a title they give to some people. Maybe there's a particular exam that you have to write in order for you to attain uh, that. I I thought of it to be a certification. Uh, But all those things, uh, all that perception changed when I... When I got close to Abu Konde, because uh, I think we started the journey together, he called me to say, okay, well, he wants to build a community because he feels uh, there's no real Microsoft community back then in Ghana. And we needed to also put Ghana on the map. We needed to uh, give mentorship. We needed to, we needed to give uh, leadership, uh, yeah, mentorship to those younger ones and give them some kind of orientation. They need to look up to some people. So we needed to have a basis, a foundation for that kind of thing. So let's create a community. And later on, I get to find out that, okay, most of those people that handle community, as we know them from the rest of the countries in the world, they are mostly either MVPs or regional director, or they are well vested in the technology. So, well, it get me, it, it got me look for more answers. And later on, well, Abu had the chance to be nominated as, a, as an MVP. And he, he explained some of the concept to me, like, well, MVP is mostly because you, you do something to the community. You use your free time, you know, you, you are vested in helping people to understand the technology, uh, be it through blogging, through YouTubing, or even through hand doing events, online event or in person event, all sort of way you can support Microsoft agenda for it to reach more people. So that's how come I, I got to know about the, the, the award scheme. And then tell me about being nominated and tell me about becoming, you know, what was the process to becoming an MVP? Okay. Uh, I think my first nomination got, uh, I got my first nomination somewhere around 2021. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken, early 2022. Uh, but it didn't work out very well because uh, uh, my contributions were not enough. Uh, because back then I was organizing event. I was mostly the lead organizer of Microsoft User Group Ghana. So I was organizing event. I was making sure uh, everything goes down well. But it's not really about just organizing event. It's about being a subject matter expert, about having that uh, capability of handling a community, showing something to the community. So for folks out there that think, okay, you just need to build a community and that is all, I think you need to first understand the technology that you have a community for and you need to uh, create events, make sure you you host events that allow people to learn something. So uh, I organized the event and it I wasn't the one that was mainly speaking, but I was just uh, the one, the orchestrator at the background to make sure everything goes on well. So it gave me some kind of exposure and I felt, okay, maybe I should be MVP. But it was wrong because I got it so wrong. Then I think after a year, I I started being very active on the, uh, the Power Apps community. I became a super user somewhere last year. I became a super user because I was very active. I had solutions here and there. I was very active helping people here and there. Then I got noticed and somebody said, okay, look, you've been doing this for a while now. Uh, I think I should not, uh, nominate you. Uh, back then it was Eric Enchi. He was also, he is also a Ghanaian MVP. So he nominated me and together with him, with another, um, recent MVP, Ahmed Sali, Chesko Ayi, Eric Enchi, we host a monthly digest, which we have been doing for a while now. So, it has been really consistent. We we often get some guests, some MVPs to come and speak, and we speak alongside with them, and that all contributed. And I, aside the being super user, the fact that I organize now event, and I'm also a speaker on those events, and you know I also do blogs sometimes. So all those contributed to me being awarded MVP. Fantastic, fantastic. Last question I have for you is what advice do you give to people wanting to become an MVP? Uh, yeah. First, I think you need to be very selfless. Um, you need to always have that uh, that in you to help people because uh, there's a say in French um, that say, so as long as you are doing something, you become very, you become good at it. You become very, very good at it. So while helping people to understand the technology, you're also helping yourself first because you are getting to understand more, more and more the technology. So for those people that aspire to be MVP, I'll just tell them that whatever knowledge that you have, be it later, try to put it out there because there's somebody that is also starting his journey and need to have that insight that you have need to start from scratch and maybe your content, you might feel that is not really appropriate, maybe uh, is at the beginner level, but there's a lot of folks out there. If you look at even the power up program that Microsoft is championing right now, there's a lot of people that really don't know about the technology and they want to learn about it. So once you have the will to help people, once you have the will to put something out there, uh, your effort will be noticed. 
whether by Microsoft, by somebody, somebody will see you. Consistency is key. Somebody will notice it. And well, if things work out for you, Microsoft will also definitely notice you. And I will. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.